Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a fantastic episode of the Digital Commando Show. I am super, super pumped today. We've got a really exciting guest for you. Um, so we're sticking, we've done a bit of a special today. So normally where we'd have a bit of a theme for web design, we've forgotten that because we've got such a cool guest. So who have I got for you? We've got Spencer Lodge. So he is the founder and the chairman of the Blue Sky Thinking Group, recently valued at over a hundred million dollars. He's also the creator of the uh, Make It Happen University, which is a fantastic um, opportunity to learn online. Um, and also he's the uh, host of the Spencer Lodge podcast, an award-winning podcast who's seen some incredible names on it recently. Uh, everyone from Gary Vaynerchuk to Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, so some of the big names. So we're really privileged to have him with us today. So let's bring him into the room. Hey, Spencer, thanks for joining me today. How are you doing? Very well indeed. How are you? Nice to see you, mate. It is nice to see you. So for those that don't know, we've got there's a bit of a background with me and Spencer. I, I worked for Spencer back in, in Dubai about seven or eight years ago, um, which was absolutely fantastic. I always put that down to um, like the success I've had now. I wouldn't have been able to do this. I'm just going to blow smoke up, <laughs> Spencer. But it was absolutely incredible. Um, perspective changes so much when you can see somebody that's um, grown from um, kind of humble beginnings all the way up to running fantastic companies. Um, morning, I remember getting mentored by Spencer every single morning when he used to train the team and it was incredible. So Spencer, thanks for coming on the show and thank you for all the time you spent with me in Dubai. I, I, it was education that you just can't buy. Um, it's absolutely incredible. Um, so Spencer, for those that have been living under a rock or might not know who you are, can you give a quick introduction to yourself, please? Yeah, working class kid from Essex. Dad went bankrupt when I was seven. Mum had to bring us up, uh, surrounded by a strong, committed female in my life. And so I've always seen the benefit of, you know, people that have started with nothing and grown and understood what the you know, work ethic really means. Was then in the world of sales, sold office equipment, then onto financial services, grew a business in financial services, got fired from that company in 2012, went into some dark, depressive places, and then set up another business. And that business has then grown now, including wealth management, insurance brokering, HR uh, administration, um, corporate wellness, uh, into a $100 million business. And then there's the Make It Happen University, which I built because I wanted to teach people how to sell. And uh, I care very greatly about people knowing how to be professional salesmen. I hate the world for hating on salespeople because if there's no sales in a company, there's no company, which means mm -hmm. most people don't have a job unless there's sales coming in. So I hate that people disrespect salespeople and I want to try and change that. So I'm on a mission to get salespeople respected and teach them the skills they need to be successful. Awesome. Thank you, Spencer. So for everybody who's watching on the show today, if you have got any questions, if you've got sales related questions, this is I don't know a better salesman on the planet. Um, genuinely mean that. Get the questions in there and we'll get them answered for you. Once again, I ask for one thing on the show and one thing only. And that's if, if you learn anything throughout the show and you think that, you know, somebody that could benefit from it as well, then just tag them in the comments or share the whole show with them so that they can watch it on the replay. That'd be much appreciated. And that's all we ask to carry on doing the show. Um, so Spencer, we've talked a bit about your background. Now, one of the things that I always like to talk to successful entrepreneurs about is their morning routines. Now, everyone's a kind of a bit out of routine, especially in the UK at the minute. Um, but I think a morning routine is so crucial to set yourself up for the day. 
what do you do as part of your morning routine to get you kind of head in the game? Well, this hasn't changed for a long time and I'm, I'm 50 next week. So um, I think it matters more now than ever. But I get up at 4.30 every day. I train from five till six, either in the gym when you're allowed to or um, I was doing some home training classes while I was in lockdown and then coming out of lockdown, I've been able to get the training to my house and to work out with them. But I have to work out every morning. It's good for my brain to start getting engaged, my body to start moving. And then once I've done that, I generally grab a shower, um, watch the financial news uh, for 20 minutes and then I get stuck into work and I'm, I have a to-do list every day. I write the things out the night before of what I've got to do the next day and then I start at the bottom of that list each day because I know I'll write the nice things at the top of the list and the more difficult things at the bottom of the list. And so by doing that, I then start at the bottom, work up, get the get the stuff I don't like out of the way and then onto the stuff that I do like. And, uh, and that's pretty much what I do first thing. That's it's a really great great way to do things, and I think that uh, we we've mentioned on the show a few times a book called Eat That Frog, um, and it's a fantastic book that basically trains you in a way to do the hardest tasks in the in the beginning of the day because they're the ones that drive anxiety and procrastination. So by getting them out of the way, it gives you the energy to kind of get up and go for the rest of the day. So I think that is very crucial. So if you're getting up at four thirty, I think people will ask this anyway. Um, if you're getting up at four thirty in the morning, what time do you go to bed? I sleep five hours a night, so 11.30. Oh, okay, cool. That's how, I think that's more than enough time, isn't it? Uh, we don't like to sleep. These German people don't like to sleep. Um, all right, cool. So morning routine. Um, now, we talk about content quite a lot. Uh, I know lots of the stuff that you, you're producing at the minute, and you've spent time with some fantastic uh, content creators. Uh, we mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk that you interviewed on um, the Spencer Lodge podcast. Uh, what's your message to people that are trying to create content, especially while they're in lockdown at the minute? Um, well, trying to create content, period. I think that the world of business developments uh, has changed in my lifetime. And I think a lot of people are still stuck in old fashioned ways of trying to find prospects by picking the phone up, making cold calls or sending pointless emails out to people, trying to engage them in a sales relationship. And I think that pool selling applies now more than ever. And so pool selling is where you get people to come to you. And the only way you're going to get people to come to you is if they can know, like, and trust you. They can see that you bring value to them before you ask anything of them. And they're only going to see that by consuming your content on social media or podcasts or whatever. And so for me, it's first of all, get your head out of the sand. Number two, if you don't know how, if you think you're going to be really bad, then go to my YouTube channel and look at my first 10 videos. They're horrific. I was just watching them a couple of days ago, and I can't even believe they're still there. I was god-awful at producing content at the beginning. I thought at the time I wasn't bad. <laughs> when I look back at it, it's really, really lousy. So, And just start doing stuff. Look, you Remember, when you can make videos, you don't have to publish them. You can then delete them if you don't like them. You can make them over and over. But there's a, a great website you can go to called answerthepublic.com. And if you go to answerthepublic.com and type in your subject matter into that, um, it will tell you what um, people are searching for, what questions people are asking on Google related to that subject. Take 10 of those questions and literally answer, do 10 one-minute videos, one question, one minute, and answer that. Then you've got your first 10 videos done. And if you don't know how to edit and you're worried about that, then guess what? There's a million websites you can go to with freelancers on that will do all that kind of stuff for you for peanuts, uh, and you can get that done. My my advice is make sure you're either buy a window, you're outdoors, you buy a window so you've got light on your face, or you buy a cheap light and get some light on your face so that they can see you and then make sure that if you've got a mobile phone you buy yourself 25 quids worth of microphone you can plug into it to make sure sound quality is good but 
but don't make excuses. That's the message here. Do not make excuses. Do not get in your own way. Remember that you're staring at content all day long. Remember that you're consuming TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, like Snapchat like crazy. What do you think everybody else is doing? And it's better that they stare at you and listen to you if you're valuable and contextual than it is them stare at somebody else. Absolutely. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't mirror that enough. No like and trust. We've mentioned that on the show before. So key to getting your message across and actually translating those uh, viewers or users into sales. Absolutely. Um, excuses was another one you mentioned there, Spencer. And I I'm, I can resonate with this so much. Now, for lots of people don't, a lot, some people that watch the show know about all the equipment in my office, which is really funny. Um, and I bought all this stuff because I was like, right, okay, I can't start my podcast until I've got professional microphones until I've got a new phone and these living gimbally things that I don't even know how to use. Um, I went out and was like, right, okay, I can't start it. And I made excuse after excuse after excuse. My office is filled with cameras, lights, gimbals, microphones, little secret for everyone. That doesn't even work. It's just in the picture because it looks funny. Um, <laughs> you don't need anything. Um, I'm streaming from a laptop uh, at the minute, uh, but it can easily be done from mobile phone. Um, anything from an iPhone 6 upwards is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I would say one of the key things is really, really don't have to spend a lot of money um, and just get yourself a, a microphone to plug into the phone if you're going to stream from a phone. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Another thing you mentioned there, Spencer, and I'd love to talk about this with you because we get so many people that really hate on it. Um, but TikTok. Mm -hmm. Are you currently on TikTok? Yeah. Absolutely. What would you say is, does um, TikTok have a place for businesses? Hell yeah. Um, we all said that Instagram was for kids when it started. We said Facebook was for kids when it started. And now we're saying TikTok's for kids as it started. And when I did open the TikTok account, my kids did say, why? Please don't <laughs> go where we are. But um, the fact is that there, there's a lady called Dr. Julie Smith. You can find her yourself on Instagram. She's got 30,000 followers. She's a psychologist. Um, She's been on Instagram for five years to get 30,000 followers. She has produced video after video after video on TikTok in the last five months, Dr. Julie Smith, and she now has over 600,000 followers in five months that are consuming her content. There's another chiropractic doctor, Dr. Cody, I forget his surname, Dr. Cody something. Again, lower numbers on Instagram, been on TikTok for a little while. He's, his booking sheet, his diary is absolutely rammed. He can't take any patients in for the next three months, and that's all because of his TikTok audience. So has it got a place of business? Hell yeah. Are there videos of teenagers dancing and not wearing bras and showing cleavages? Yeah, of course there are. They're all over the place, those types of things. And is that clickbaity type stuff? Yes. But it doesn't mean that that's where that, that, that TikTok belo belongs with that content. There's also a lot of content where people are showing you what to do with digital strategies. Lots of people give me tips, tricks on how you can use LinkedIn and different stuff. Um, go to TikTok because the organic reach is off the scale. And guess what teenagers become? They become adults. And guess what they do? They go to work. And guess what they do? They talk to older people. And guess what happens? They build careers and successful companies too. And you need to get into a place where they know, like, and trust you. And in terms three years time if those teenagers are in their 20s okay and you're sitting there on half a million or a million followers in your audience and guess what they're going to think you're cool because i think you're cool they're probably going to lean into your business services absolutely and i'm glad that someone else says this apart from me because i think a lot of people go oh my god he's talking about tiktok again 
But guys, like the, people, the, the people that talk about TikTok, I've got to get in here. The people that talk about TikTok in that way, okay, really are talking that they're like people that are having opinions about politicians, but they know nothing about politics. The opinions yeah. about what doctors are doing when they don't understand medicine. It's like if you don't understand how TikTok works and you haven't used it and you haven't tried to build an audience and you haven't put content there and you're just going to sit and slag it off, then you lose. So carry on because then all the better for the rest of us that don't. Absolutely. I think this is one of the things that people need to remember is if we gave you the opportunity to know about Google Ads when it very first started, 2002, would you take it up? Oh, no, it's a bit early. Not sure it's going to work. Well, you would have lost. If you got the opportunity to jump onto Facebook and put your business on there in 2004, would you have taken it? Well, not really. Just for college kids. It's the same thing. Um, so I would say, yeah, 100% lean into um, TikTok for businesses at the minute. And exactly what Spencer said, they might be teenagers now, but TikTok's going to be around for a while. So in five years time, when those 18 year olds are 23, they might be in a position to buy your services. 100%. Hold um, well, on, they're not all teenagers as well. Go and look at the stats oh, yeah. of the number of people that are using it. The over 40s is growing rapidly on TikTok mm. as well. So it, yeah, as much as it started as musically and it was kids, it isn't anymore. Awesome, thanks Spencer. We've had a couple of questions come in. Um, one was, what's your opinion on cold outreach emails? Yeah. What about them? Do people still do them? Do people still do cold outreach? Do they really in today's day and age? Why would you do cold outreach emails when the open rate on emails is four to six percent? If you were going to say to me cold outreach um, Facebook Messenger or cold outreach WhatsApp, OK, um, there's, there's probably a place for it. It's not great if you don't know how to do it properly, but there's probably a place for it. Um, in terms of in terms of doing cold outreach emails to a random database, though, Again, no one's going to trust you. No one's going to buy something from you. I was training a company the other day, and I was talking about my parents needing some form of service and teaching them that you need to like build a relationship with my parents on Facebook and Instagram. You know, involve yourself in their comments, involve yourself in the groups that they're in, get yourself familiar with them, and then create some value. And then then you can approach them to sell them something. And at the end of doing this whole session, this guy went, "Oh, well, if your mum and dad are interested, I've got a couple of deals." I'm like, "Well, why would they buy from you?" Well, I'm just saying I've got a couple of deals. Mm. I'm like, but why would they buy from you? Well, I'm, I've got these discounted deals. So if they're interested, I'm like, you just missed the whole point of the last 90 minutes. Mm. No, like, trust. Get involved, infiltrate, work undercover as you go and find your way mm. into their world and then get in their world and comment and become them valuable with the content that you offer. Absolutely. I think this is... People forget that the sales process when you walk into a high street retailer isn't actually that much different to the online sales process. You still need to go through the initial interaction of saying hello. You still need to educate and inform and build trust before someone's going to buy something. And then you've got the sale itself. So for those people that do Facebook advertising and no one's ever heard of you and you whack a post up going, hi, this is me, buy my stuff. And you wonder why that the conversion rates are so low. That is exactly why you still need to take the time to add value um, and, and that side of things. So, Spencer, we've talked about kind of getting motivated and getting creative. Now, lots of people are struggling with motivation at the minute on a, on a longer scale basis. They're trying to change their morning routines. They're getting into it. They're waking up in the morning. They're eating that frog. And that's them kind of ready and set for the day. Now, what is it that keeps you 
because you're like one of the most motivated people I've ever met. You are just on it consistently, always really driven. What is it that keeps you driven and keeps you moving forward consistently? Um, knowing where I'm going. Um, and, and it's not difficult to know where you're going. You just need to make sure you understand what your goal is, why your goal is important to you, how you're going to achieve your goal. You break it down into bite-sized chunks. You then bake it, break it down into daily activities. And you know to execute that daily activity is required. If you do it today, then you're on, on, on route to get your goal achieved. And so all I worry about is what I've got to do today. And it's quite simply that. So this morning, as part of my strategy, I have to... I speak to a number of people. I need to speak to a number of new clients that are approaching me. And, and I, I know exactly what I need to do to get the output. So I'm always focused on the input, like I've always focused on the input. And so that's how I stay motivated. I would know what I've got to do to achieve my goal in that forward period of time. A lot of people set goals for one, three and five years and it's too far away because they can't see the finish line. So for me, never set a goal at the beginning more than a month away. Establish what their goal is literally a month away start the beginning of the month knowing what activities you have to do to achieve the goal when you achieve the goal you'll feel confident your self-esteem will grow then the next month set the goal a little bit higher it will give you more confidence the third month set the goal a little bit higher again it will give you even more confidence and then you can start the second period which is the next 90 days a three-month period with confidence and self-belief that if you set a goal you can achieve it and when you do that it starts to become a habit mm -hmm. Well, we talked about Tony Robbins yesterday, actually. It's great that you've had him on, on the podcast as well. So if anybody hasn't seen that, jump over and check out that episode with Tony Robbins. Um, Tony Robbins did a, a great interview with um, his Frank, uh, no, Grant, not Grant Cardone, um, Frank Kern, and there was another gentleman in the room. This was actually a video that I've watched, I, I can't remember how many times, and it never sprung to me, but it's actually something that you shared with us, Spencer, in a sales meeting um, years and years ago. So this is, this is quite an old video. Um, and it goes down to like the belief um, and he talks about, right, okay, when you've got that genuine belief at the beginning and you put in, we'll talk about the negative side first. Um, if you go, right, okay, I need to go, I want to go and try something. And we know that we don't like the word try, but I'm going to go and try this thing. So your belief's not really there. You're kind of going to give it a go. Then you put in really lousy actions. Then you get really lousy results. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is, do you know what? I didn't really think I could do it anyway. And then you kind of, oh, I'm not going to try it again. Whereas if it goes the other way, and we've talked about uh, the back up against the wall situation where you're kind of up against it, you might have lost your job, so it has to work. You have to put food on the table. Um, and you go out there with 100% belief that something's going to work. Then you put in incredible actions. You get amazing results. And again, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that, no, do you know what? I knew I could do it, and I proved to myself I can. And then it keeps going up and up and up. Um, and that was one of the most powerful videos I think uh, I'd ever seen um, that, that Spencer shared with me. Actually, so it was absolutely fantastic. Um, huge fan of um, Frank Kern. If anybody hasn't seen Frank Kern stuff online, he's absolutely incredible as well. Um, so go and check him out. So we've got, um, what have we got in here? We've got a couple of people joining. Um, so we've got a great uh, comment there from Maria, like I put up a second ago. Spencer, I've learned a lot from your live shows in the past couple of years. Uh, such charisma isn't found everywhere. Keep it up. Thank you very much, Maria. Thanks, Maria. Um, so, Spencer, what's next for you? Now, we've seen you do incredible things over the years uh, from the financial industry to creating uh, the academy uh, to the podcast. What is next? What are we going to see next for Spencer Lodge? Well, my goal is to educate a million salespeople. So that's my, my objective right now. So I'm working towards that objective. 
Um, and so that's kind of like where my mind is at the moment. Um, once I've done that, there'll become a period of time that we decide to sell the Blue Sky Thinking Group. And so that that I'll have to go through some form of structure with buyers and whether that's an M&A activity or just a capital creation event. Once I've done those two things, um, I'll probably get to the end of doing the million. Once I've realized how easy it is to get there, then I'll probably increase that number. But my mission really is a lot entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, um, salespeople, sales managers, people that own companies with sales teams, anybody that's trying to create revenue, I think I know how to do it. And so I want to teach people how to do it. And I'm passionate about it. I'm also aware that being almost 50 years old, some people might think I'm an old fart, but I spend a, a, enough time on social media to demonstrate that I, I understand social selling and the, how it works and how it can work in the advantage of anybody selling anything or to the advantage, sorry. So I'm really kind of like wrapped up in that. And I'm, and I'm very passionate. You know, I'm sitting here with you today, Stephen. You asked me the other day if I can come on. I can come on. We're creating content. It's content that's valuable for you. I'm sure that there's some some bits in here that if I get a recording of this, there's content that'll be valuable to me. Um, and it goes furthermore to creating content, um, bringing value to people, asking nothing of anyone, um, and turning people into people that are either going to become raving fans or like you enough to want to engage with your activities. Awesome, Spencer. So for those that are salespeople watching today or potentially need to up their sales, um, what advice have you got for them? And how can they get involved in your academy? I think the first thing to remember is that is that selling is a skill. And a lot of people just don't get this. You know, they start businesses. I'm going to sell a, sort of digital marketing agency or whatever it might be. Look, you've got to learn how to sell. You know, there's no way in the world you're going to sit down with a dentist that doesn't know how to be a dentist. There's no way in the world a lawyer is going to represent you that isn't qualified to be a lawyer. There's no way you're going to be sitting down with a school teacher that isn't qualified to teach. What makes you think? You can wing it in the world of sales. You have to learn the skill. And that it is literally a skill that can be taught to anybody with the right level of intelligence. And so understand if you've got stuff you want to sell, okay, your arrogance and your ego doesn't help you. Okay, your overconfidence and your belief that you know what you're talking about or someone telling you you've got the gift of the gab or whatever it might be. You're a great communicator. You're an extrovert character. These things don't help you. Selling is the art of negotiation. Selling is getting people to tell you they want to buy something. You're not telling them anything. It's asking great questions and learning, like literally learning the process you need to use. So for me, if you're in sales in any way and you haven't been on a weeks-long residential sales training course in your life, then don't call yourself a salesperson. Okay, And if you're not getting the results that you want as a salesperson, ask yourself a question. What are you studying right now to get better? You know, and you can't say, oh, I listen to podcasts. No, it doesn't work. What course are you taking so that you can learn the skills? Imagine if your dentist didn't know what he was doing and he said to you, well, I'm listening to podcasts about dentistry. I've watched some YouTube videos for motivation and I've seen a couple of dentists do some fillings and so I'm going to go about it that way. You'd be like, no way, mate. You're not putting that stuff in my mouth. So what, why is it any different? So if you want to be great at sales, then there's loads of sales trainers out there. There's loads of people you can go to. You don't have to come to me. Okay, the difference with me is that I'm, I'm like a personal trainer. I hold you accountable. So I've got an online university. There's 420 videos teaching everything that there is to know about sales. Okay, lead generation, referrals, closing, and motivation, mindset, podcasting, webinars, seminars, you name it, everything's in the university. And it's there because I want you to have the tools at your disposal. And so 
Um, by all means, you can share the link if people want it. They get a seven-day free trial if they want and get access to it. But you just reach out to me and ask me a question if you're stuck. And what comes with that is that you get me as in-group coaching every month. And it costs nothing. It costs less, less, than a, less than a McMuffin every morning okay, to have access to it. I mean, what is it? $97 a month, which is 75 quid a month, two quid a day. And then you get access to the university each month. Well, that's a great asset for people to have. So, guys, we will drop the link into the comments so you can check that out. Worst case scenario, do the seven-day free trial. What have you got to lose? Just jump in there. Um, I know I, I know, 100% there's loads and loads of value in there, so definitely get stuck in. Um, but Spencer's so right. There's no such thing as a natural salesperson. I love this. It's Well, he's a natural salesperson. That's why he's so good. That's not how it works. You can't, no one's just a, a completely natural salesperson. Some people have got charisma, which will help them to sell, I guess. Uh, but without having those processes and that knowledge, um, Spencer's 100% right. There's not, dentists don't operate, doctors don't operate without having the correct training. And great salespeople are made, they're not born. Like it's, that's not how it kind of works. And if anybody's ever read Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, Sharpen the saw, one of the biggest habits you can have. Continue to sharpen that saw, um, do training consistently and keep making yourself better and better. Um, so yeah, Spencer, we will drop that in. We've had a question coming from Sarah Gibson. Um, as a student, what can I do to maximize employment as business opportunities in the future? So Sarah, right now in, in, in commerce, you're not very valuable because you're a student. So my advice would be to work out how you can be valuable to a company. So let's, let's say you came to me and said, look, um, I want to be able to, to, to work for your organization in the future. What can I do? Um, I would say you can come and work for me for free for the next 12 months and demonstrate that you're the kind of character personality with the right kind of attitude um and you can do that outside of your university hours but i'm not going to pay you a penny um or a lot of people wouldn't do that because they want to be paid for doing stuff um or you can literally look at the industry that you want to get into and you can say to yourself right these are the top 20 companies that i'd like to work for and you offer okay you first of all you write to them all you phone them all you knock on their door you go and do it every way you can and you go and introduce yourself. You take your what's what little of your resume you've got. Okay, you create videos, okay, specifically for the head of HR or the head of the company saying, look, I really want to work for your organization when I leave university. This is what I'm studying at the moment. Okay, please tell me what steps I need to take, okay, so that I can get an opportunity. I don't care what it is, but if you tell me the steps, then at least I know what I need to do so I can get in the in the door. So as a student, that's that's what I would be thinking about. Um, you know, if you're studying something that you're not that passionate about and you've realized that maybe that's not your thing, that's that's OK. Most people end up doing something different to their university degree. But I would consider what what really makes you happy and think about that, because when you're happy going through tough times, enjoying what you do is easy. When you go through tough times, hating what you do, it's very easy to throw the towel in. So find out what makes you happy. And do you know what? Even if you get a job in a company uh, after doing all of this work and you work in there for six months, they don't pay you very much, but you work in there for six months and you hate it, no worries. You're still a kid. Okay. It doesn't matter if you spend the first five years messing up jobs. It doesn't actually matter until you're 30. You can go through loads of different jobs until you're 30 and that's fine. Don't think you've got to get it all worked out as soon as you leave uni. Great advice, Spencer. So, Sarah, I uh, hope you've got something from that. I think there's so many ways to do it now. Try and be as creative as possible. Like Spencer said, the 
go and knock on the door, call them up. <laughs> There's uh, so many ways oh, to do it now. Yeah. Try and be as creative as possible. Oh, sorry about I'm not sure why that was started randomly playing. Um, so Sarah, yeah, so many things in there. Now, we did something that's really, really cool. Um, and I want people to try this and let me know how they got on. Now, we do this with businesses where we, like, if you want to target one individual, like Spencer mentioned, they're like a HR manager. We've run ads targeting all the employees in the business saying, who is your HR manager? We've got a real treat for them. And naturally, everyone starts tagging them in the comments. Now, if you do the same thing and say, I want to sit down for 15 minutes with the director of a specific company, target all the people in the company and say, I want to speak to Mr. Gibbs or whatever, everyone will start tagging them in the comments. And suddenly you'll get this phone call going, can you turn that ad off now? Because we're just getting blimmin' comments all the bloody time. I will sit down with you for 15 minutes. We've done this for clients that just wanted to get in touch with a director of a company because they wanted to offer him a free service, free trial for six months, and they did it, and they got half a million pound a year contract out of it. So just try something a bit different, a bit creative, cool video, um, and it, it works so, so well. Um, Spencer, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I'm going to leave it there because I know you're really, really busy. Uh, loads going on in Dubai. We're all very jealous. We've got a little bit of sun in England, though, which is quite nice. We've um, got a lot of sun. You've got sun every day. <laughs> Everyone has not been to Dubai. Get out to Dubai. It's absolutely wicked when we're allowed to fly again. Uh, but Spencer, thanks again for joining me on the show. For everybody who's watched today, there's been some absolute uh, cracking knowledge bombs in there. So if you knew, you know anybody that can benefit from it or anybody that needs help in sales, then do tag them in the comments and do share the video with them. Spencer, just to give everyone a quick reminder, if they, if they got on late, can you just refresh them into who you are, what you do and how they can get in touch with you? I'm Spencer and I help people make money. How about that? Um, so if you want to follow me or you want to go engage with me, Spencer.Lodge on Instagram. If you want to check me out there, Spencer Lodge on LinkedIn. If you want to check me out there, entirely up to you. SpencerLodge.tv if you want to find me on, on the net. Um, but wherever you do, I've, my name sounds like an old people's home. So guess what? Um, it's not going to be hard to remember. <laughs> All right, mate. Awesome. Thank you, Spencer. For everybody who's watched, thank you for joining us today. We'll be back at 8 p.m. with our regular show, the hashtag Web Wednesdays, with three ex-military, oh, sorry, yeah, ex-military business owners. So really, really exciting tonight. So we'll see you at 8 p.m. Once again, cheers, Spencer, and see you all later. See you soon.